I, I, I left home at 16, going on to 17, because the family environment had become <coughs> a bit toxic, because mm-hmm. um, mom remarried, mm-hmm. and the person at that time was not making home very comfortable. Right. So I left. <laughs> Mm. Remember at 15, now I'm an activist. Yeah, you already have your activism uh, (laughs) running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, all that is making sense to me now that I'm ready. uh, So I left home, I started staying alone. uh Wow, at 17. Wow, it's pretty young. Hello, everyone. My name is Pasoa and welcome to today's episode of the Evolve Radio Podcast where we have honest, real conversations on life, faith and change. And we've been going through a series on the LGBTI question and faith. We've been particularly following Pepe Julian Onjima's story, uh, who's a trans believer and, and human rights activist from Uganda. And his story is as captivating as it is moving. If you would like to get in touch with us, as always, you can reach me at pastora at hotmail.com. That P-A-S-T-O-R-W-A at hotmail.com. Or you could reach out to us on our social media pages at Evolve Radio Podcast. And we will be glad to hear from you and get back to you. My co-host is Sami Moradi, who is in Washington, D.C. He is uh, unable to join us this, this particular episode, but the story uh, continues right here. We're looking forward to uh, the final installment of this particular series and what that's going to mean to this ongoing, very, very emotive and hotly debated conversation among the Christian circles and faith circles. Uh, that it is the LGBTI question. We have one more part uh, that's going to come on uh, after this, and one, the final installment is going to be coming right after this. And we were gonna, we're going to begin a new series as well. Please know that we're doing this in series. Uh, somebody was asking if all we talk about is the uh, LGBTI question. No, we are delving into a whole lot of different matters that affect us uh, in relation to our faith. Um, this particular one happens to be a series and, a, and, a, and a, what I consider to be a compelling story from a compelling human uh, that deserves to be listened as we seek uh, a way forward in how to engage with the LGBTI question. If you're a pastor, if you are a leader, if you're someone of influence that's interested in finding out how to engage, how to move your ministry forward, uh, and how to answer these questions around the LGBTI question, Without the the usual uh, rehashed answers that do not push the conversation forward, get in touch with us, uh, share this podcast, and let us know how we can serve you and your team. Uh, right now, let's go to Pepe Julian Onjima and his ongoing story. In this particular episode, he shares his journey uh, growing up, some of his trials his, the, that he's faced, and uh, his sex reassignment and what happened with that. So uh, we'll talk to you at the end of the podcast.
you still presenting as a woman, right? You, at that time? At that time? Or are you have you begun your sort of transition? Um physically no. Right. And by the way, mm-hmm. now my 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 loaded auntie mm-hmm. wanted to take me for sex reassignment okay. when I was 15. Wow. Yes. And wow. We were not getting along much. Yeah. And um I didn't trust being with her. Yeah. But also I felt that if I transitioned then, yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to go back to the school that I was in and I had a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to lose her <laughs> by coming back as a different person. Yeah. So yeah, I was thinking of those petty things, but those relationships were very important. Well, you're a teenager at the yeah, time, yeah. Exactly. So my friends, my my Kasmolka crew, yeah. you know, I was like if I go to London, I won't come back. Yeah. I might never come back. Right. Actually, I found out that she I was being enrolled in school already. Mm. So there was going to be the surgery done that I was not coming back to Uganda. Right. So when I f- fell on those papers, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. this is more than what she yeah. wants to do for me." Yeah. So I took off. Yeah. Yeah. I apologized a... because the right. visas and whatever things had been Yeah. Wow. So it was like the tickets. Right. It was um the day that was supposed to well, was a big change. Yeah. I, I took off. <laughs> that is a massive change. Yeah. So yeah, you're an adult now, and I guess you you're constantly evolving. Yes, I'm constantly evolving, and at that, at, at that time I was spending also a lot of time in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I got upset, I would just go and chill in church. I would, I would read. I would, I would serve. You mm-hmm. know, clean up mm-hmm. and things like that. Just because it felt. <clears throat> And this is not like when it's Sunday church. Yeah. Like when there's no one, that is when it felt really safe. Mm-hmm. And I would lie on the bench and just pray, meditate, um, that this that I am needs to find a language. It needs to find a, a word. And if there's none, at least let me be sane mm. so that everyone around me can be sane. Right. And by the way, it's not that my my family members were pushing me away or anything mm-hmm. but this struggle was mine it was mm-hmm. me just questioning a lot of things and i was feeling all that every time i stepped out of home people right. were judging me are you a boy are you a girl some to a point of you know wanting to undress me uh, mm. you know shoving me around uh, me not you know being able to access services like going to the shop to buy bubble gum mm. you know they will serve other people instead of me because i don't fit girl i don't fit boy yeah i struggled with that and i actually now it's called depression but i became a super introvert mm. i wrote a lot i wrote a lot of poetry yeah i just expressed in writing and i expressed with fist ah yeah i fought i was really skinny yeah but yeah, it defense, became ag- aggression. Yes. Yeah. So I was always alert to anything that is. Yeah. Like that questioning of "Are you a boy or a girl?" Yeah. Like that judgment. Right. Was there? So every time I I entered a, a space, I knew that would be like people would give me that look. Yeah. And I would tune on that mm. aggression mm. immediately. Yeah. As as a, as a protective uh, mechanism. Yes. Yeah. Sure, of course. You're, you're questioning. Are you questioning whether to go 
back to fully female to go ahead and go all out male what's your questioning about or or did that happen so <laughs> the medical transition um i i started medical transition in 20 end of 2010 okay yeah uh, fully aware of what i wanted to do okay. how i wanted it to go and what kind of support i need and all that mm-hmm. but <clears throat> back a bit was um i was questioning like like most of us mm. there was a faith background and for me i was exposed to cause were different kids from mm. uncles and aunties yeah. who would come home during holidays mm. and we were muslim mm-hmm. we were christian meaning um there were the balokole mm-hmm. <laughs> there were catholics there were mm-hmm. protestants or anglicans uh lutherans like there was a whole mix because we were kids from different parents yeah but we had this holiday home Mm-hmm. So when we were there uh, in solidarity would fast with the Muslims in mm. this holiday found us there. So I experienced all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. So my questioning was now around um the time like I give church, how mm. I feel in church. Yeah. And now coming to this awareness that the church actually doesn't like my kind. Yeah. So too many questions. Mm. why if if the church calls us to serve and i'm serving why doesn't the church want me hmm? mm-hmm. um this is who i am when i go into any social space yeah. why can't people accept me as mm. i am right or is this in my head mm-hmm. you know i go in front of the mirror i see a young man mm-hmm. why can't people see that mm. like why are they seeing me differently mm-hmm. um why is mom being protective why are my cousins being protective my my siblings why are others not mm-hmm. yeah and why can't i find this word mm-hmm. to at least yeah. so i can i can I, i can speak to people about me yeah put language about yeah. where you are yes so Yeah that and yeah. then also where do I get help there's mm. nowhere to go for help Yeah I mean it's you know, uh, it was also difficult to go to 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 mom for help because uh-huh. she loves me oh, of course and for she thinks that's enough yeah. what are you looking for right you know right. why are you questioning all these things there's love here Yeah so I wanted someone to maybe tell me differently mm-hmm. to bring something mm-hmm. and I remember actually someone telling me when they found out that the person i call mom mm. is my aunt and it's like oh my god she really hates you she doesn't love you <laughs> if she loved you she wouldn't let you be who you are oh. and that confused me it messed with me mm. pastor why that messed with me mm. and i was just like but it's not true i went back to my scripture mm. and it felt the way the, the scripture was given to me the first time yeah so now and there would be i would look at her and i'm like maybe my 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 friend was right you know mm-hmm. and really it wasn't i was just now paranoid yes of course it, mess, really, it kind of messes around with you oh man it oh messed my goodness. with me a lot yeah, yeah. did did, <clears throat> did um i mean by this point it's obviously you're you're grappling with um, um some massive massive things you when when i met you mm. a couple of years ago mm. you were a person of faith yes 
How did you become a Jesus follower? <laughs> and I like that you put it a Jesus follower. Because <laughs> for me, <clears throat> again, I told you we came up with that yeah. religious church background. Yeah. And there was something missing. Hmm. Excuse me. There was something missing. So I had to think. Because hmm. throughout, Jesus is talked about. Mm hmm throughout, you know, the books, Jesus, Jesus' love, uh, how he attracted people. And the things that attracted people to Jesus was, you know, the philosophy of love, care, mm -hmm. and service. Yeah. You know, of justice. Yeah. Of equality. Mm. So I looked into that. Mm. And I'm like, but these are things that resonate with me. Yeah. These are things that I want. These mm. are things that I want to see. Yeah. other people as well. Yeah. So, and that's why I was like, the Bible, I, 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 I would read the Bible more as a book, mm -hmm. not as, um, what do you call it, like reinforcement of maybe scripture or anything like right. that. For me, it would be like, you know, just a book, a novel. Mm -hmm. uh, because of also things that I began to experience based on the Bible. Right. And I was like, you know what, this book is just like any other book. Mm -hmm. But it it says something interesting about this person called Jesus. Yeah. So instead of me relying on the book mm. and the way people are using it, let me have Jesus mm -hmm. as the guide for me. Right. To to do the work that I do for me to live my life. Mm -hmm. And that 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 moment when I was introverted, super introverted mm. and depressed. Let me use the word depressed. Yeah. Um, Jesus was the person that I was looking up to, mm. you know, mm. and I found Jesus in unusual places. Yeah. It was when I was doing community work mm. uh, around Namuongo, actually. Yeah, it's, a, it's around here, <laughs> yeah, somewhere around, around here. here. Yeah. yeah. So doing community work with, with people, who did not actually look at me as male or female, mm -hmm. but and would come. There's a community center somewhere here. Yeah. After 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 cleaning the village, would mm -hmm. come here mm -hmm. and sit, break bread, eat. Mm -hmm. You know, say prayer. It wasn't like strict structured yeah. church kind of thing. Yeah. But it was. As a community. It was community. That's exactly. what it is. So for me, it was community. It's community. Yeah. And that began to sort of pick me up uh -huh. and I started serving more, doing a lot of community work. Mm -hmm. um, and I was reading and then <laughs> so I've interfaced with the Jehovah's Witness. Right. Uh, witnesses. Uh, there's another church called I think New World Church or something like that. Universal Church of Christ and all that. I've been through many Pentecostal churches. Right. And that is because I was seeking that. Mm -hmm. And this particular church uh, that, that, that came and met me here in Namongo, they came with a Jesus message. Hmm. But then they were not living Jesus-like. There was no Christ-like kind of living. Because when I came out to them, to tell them that... Because um, remember, I'm struggling yeah. with the issue. Mm -hmm. So now I'm feeling comfortable and I, I'm like, okay, now this is like my community. Yeah. Let me talk to them. I don't want to live a lie. Hmm. They did not take it well. Mm. Uh, then they tried to force me to 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 go on dates 
with a guy who was, who was a friend of mine, but actually what they also didn't know about the guy is that he was abusing drugs and alcohol and sex, hmm. but we're in the same church. So in a way, <clears throat> they were giving him as an example for me to follow mm. Mm? in church. Mm. And I'd met him in bars a couple of times. Right. Not a couple, several times. Yeah. And he would be sloshed. Mm. And the next day he has to be, you know, in church. Mm-hmm. And for me, who was drinking moderately mm-hmm. and, you know, really trying to have a healthy life um, spiritually and physically, mm-hmm. they were looking at me like um, a horrible person. Yeah. So my services... My financial contribution, I didn't even have money, but I was like, I want this church to grow. Mm-hmm. So they let me down. And I think it was at that point then when I was like, you know what? Jesus is not in these buildings. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not in these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus is in me. That's right. I need to start concentrating on that. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Of course, I would reference scripture time and again because you know also there are really beautiful yes you know writings and yeah. messages in there yeah yeah wait wait uh, wait so they're trying to get you to go on a date with him <laughs> as is now is he is he gay or is he straight no he's not gay as as oh. a heterosexual oh they're trying to to couple you as yes. a heterosexual yes ah okay i see and neither of us had any form of attraction <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if there was, you know, would have done it for the church. Right. But there was nothing. We we're just buddies. Yeah, yeah. Talking about sports, yeah. talking about politics, yeah. and stuff like that. Like we liked each other's buddies. Right. And of course, it didn't work out. I, I, I decided to to step out. Honestly, I didn't even want to do it for Jesus. I you was were, like, this is this, wrong. This, I'm yeah. Like, it, it's. It doesn't feel right. No hmm. matter how many scriptures were read. Yeah for us to do that. Yeah. So I stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. They of course harassed my family. <laughs> oh man. Cuz I opened up to them. So they harassed my family wanting to get me back and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um because at that time yeah. I knew I was really transitioning. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. emotionally also creating my environment yeah that way. Mm. And you asked about my transition. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole mental, the the the, the, the psyche. Right, transition. that's happening now in your mind and in your head. Yes. The, uh, so the physical, I had to save up money, mm. uh, and then it happened. Um, I saw a doctor. We went through the whole tests, mm. and you know, because again, there has to be eligibility mm-hmm. of how, you know how the medicines will work with you, how right. the surgery will turn out mm. and things like that. Mm. And I was cleared to have surgery. Okay. And then uh, I had my first surgery in 2011. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been, it's been quite a journey for you. It has. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, you know, uh, when somebody meets you, it you know, you present as, mm. as uh, very masculine course. Um, and, 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 and let me just add this to that because mm-hmm. I was already an activist now with my organization. Ah, with and Smug at the time, yes. Smug. you, yes. And everyone knew me as this 
androgynous person, mm. person who's right. not presenting male, not presenting female, right? Or this soft, <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah. And it was a conscious choice for you for me to do it in the face of Ugandans, in the face of Africans. Yeah, there was an option of going and living in South Africa. There was an option of going to live in the States. Mm -hmm. Option of being outside yeah. Africa. Yeah. But I said, no. Yeah. Actually, there's some people that I told that, you know, I was scheduled for surgery mm -hmm. uh, and later on hormonal therapy. Yeah. They were like, you can't do it in Uganda. Even my family was scared. Yeah. And I told them, I'm going to do it here. So, Just don't worry about it. Yeah. Just be there for me the way you've been for all these years. Yeah. Just, just be there. So one of the things I think that switched me on to you was in, I think it was 2016, I had just, I'd, I think I'd been about a year, less than a year here. Mm. Um, and you were coming to my church at the time. I was, I was, um, I was leading the church. Mm. And you sent me an email. And you, first a DM. <laughs> oh, first it was a DM, yes. Yes, it was a direct message. And 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 then an email. And I I was I was to 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 say that I was baffled or well to say that I was I was taken back was is an understatement. It it really hit me. You were inviting me to a smug had put together a a dinner. Yes. That was that was going to celebrate health provi service providers that do not discriminate yes. against people in the LGBTI community uh, when getting when providing health services. Yes, and I remember reading that, and I remember it, how hard it hit me, because here I was as a pastor in the city. I love the city. I care for the city. We're finding opportunities to minister to people um, who not just live in the city, but who are hurting in the city. And I had never, for the life of me, thought about that. It had never occurred to me that there's someone who has to think twice about their life when they're going to see the doctor because they might be denied treatment because they belong to the LGBTI community or, or they are risking being outed. And being outed, especially in an African context, could mean the difference between life and death. Yes. And I think, and I want to talk about that because there's a lot of people of faith listening to this podcast. And I want to talk about the, the because I'm not sure it's understood how scary it is, and the fear that people in the community live with because it, it's, it seems like it's okay to either not care but also even to hurt and to to hurt and to harm people in the LGBTI community, and you had the, you've had the courage to live your life openly in this in this context. Could you maybe help maybe people who say who are clearly do not agree with the LGBTI community, and they absolutely um, will not stand for that, and there are many who, who don't. But could you try and maybe explain to us? what that feels like to be uh, an LGBTI person in this context. Hmm. Pastor, I can't, I can't um, speak about that without remembering the traumas I've been through. Hmm. So if I get emotional, 
Yeah. Or Thierry, you'll bear with me. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, in the question of faith mm. and humanity, there's a colleague of mine. He doesn't live here anymore. He's also a trans man. Mm. He now lives in the States. Yeah. He used to play <clears throat> the... He used to play drums. He used to play the guitar in church. Yeah. And for a long time, he was really in church, and he denied himself <clears throat> any as 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 the as it's it's said in faith circles. Yeah. Denied himself the pleasures of the flesh. Mm. So he was serving in church for a very long time, and. Mm. He he saw me one day. He was going to church. He was going to school, but he was always around his church. And me, I was already out. <laughs> yeah. So I was passing by the street, and he told me I really messed up with him because then he saw himself mm-hmm. in me, mm-hmm. and he knew that everything he was doing to please everybody had to stop that day. Hmm. But that's not why I'm talking about him. I'm talking about him because in constantly looking for that safe space for his faith, he was abused in church. Hmm. Abused in the sense of he went to church, he was stripped of his male clothes in front of church. Yes, Pastor I see, I see the look on your face. He was stripped and he had disappeared from us because now we had a social group. Hmm. Uh, we, we formed the movement, you know, together. Yeah. Uh, and it was in a bar. So we used to go there, you know, discuss our challenges, find solutions, support each other. And <clears throat> so he disappeared from that community. Yeah. At least every week we'd have a meeting, but we couldn't see him. And not many of us had phones, just a few of us had phones at the time. Mm. And his clothes were burnt. And somehow around the place, people were talking about this person who was, who was homosexual. And they prayed, for, they prayed for this homosexual. You know, the clothes were burnt. And now female clothes were given, were given to him. The clothes were burnt and people prayed. And he's standing there, naked, humiliated, in front of all these people. And people were placing, sorry, people were placing <clears throat> their, their hands on his private parts that praying. That is sexual harassment. It was just horrible. What? Yes, it was horrible that they're trying to rebuke yeah, and cure him. Yeah, yeah. of the male devil spirit that has sat in him for the years. Wow. It still is traumatizing. This is not... And he's not recovered from that. He's battled depression. Jeez, man. Come on. I mean, you if you... Goodness me. This is public. This is in church. Public this is a, church. a Pentecostal church. Yes. Can we talk about some of the abuses that go on in the name of Pentecostalism? Um, well, that that's a conversation for another <laughs> that day. Is, but, that is also oh, a conversation. Oh, my goodness. So that happened to him. So, so, so this would be like a deliverance service? Yes. They're trying to remove... Uh, yes. So they strip, they strip them. Stripped. Man. Then he was living with them 
at mm. at a house somewhere for some days. Mm. And but the restrictions, wow. you know, and so on, and not really feeling. And of course, the disappointing thing is that mm-hmm. this guy was still attracted to the people yeah. <laughs> that he was attracted to, and he's like, "So, what kind of deliverance is this?" Yeah. And now this is when it occurs to him that I was actually abused. Yeah. Oh. I was actually abused. So yeah. he, then we had to walk that journey. Yeah. And it also brought to us now <clears throat> in our Kasmolka community wow. support group. Yeah. Before it now became newly fully blown yeah. and smug and other, other organizations. Mm-hmm. We started paying attention to abuses that were happening in church, yeah. were happening in homes. Yeah. That was the time when we learned that <clears throat> several of the lesbians who were coming to to this bar, mm. it was called Dizzy Drop House by mm. a friend of ours. Mm. <laughs> the name, though. <laughs> <laughs> Dizzy Drop. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so... <laughs> We were meeting there, and many of the conversations were around my cousin raped me to correct me. Uh, my my auntie made this number of of men sleep with me to make sure that I'm um, I'm, I'm cured of being lesbian. Um, I just survived an abortion because I was raped and. And I got pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant. I'd never been with a man before. I didn't know, you know, things like that. Then even miscarriages because people didn't know that they were, yeah, you know, they were pregnant. Yeah. Um, so partly those those are also issues that informed me personally my uh, my human rights work. Yeah. But it also informed <coughs> our work as an organization to yeah. deal with sexual reproductive health and rights issues. Yeah. Uh, to deal with, you know, just advocating for all removal of discriminatory practices yeah. from law to societal. Right. So now the question around, you know, the time I reached out to you. Yeah. So now I'm telling you about lesbians who were raped to correct them from being lesbians. Yeah. Uh, getting pregnant and having to seek services to terminate the pregnancy. The pregnancy, yeah. 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 And most of to date, you know, uh, mm. having terminating pregnancies is still it's illegal in the country yeah, only is. under certain circumstances. Right. But it's worse. Yeah. When you know they're taking your history and maybe your decision why you're trying to do it, and then yeah. you mention something about your sexuality or why it happened. Oh my God! They leave you to hang. What? They leave you to hang. There was a story of, um, and I I have consent, you know, to mm-hmm. to, to speak about this because I've spoken about it somewhere else, mm-hmm. and I've told the person that I would talk about it. Mm. Is this young woman didn't know she was pregnant? Uh, she goes for services. Someone told to, told her about a doctor in some dingy small place. Mm-hmm. And she decides to go. She was pregnant as a result of an uh, uh, abuse. Abuse, was raped. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> when she got to the place, yeah, um, they took her history. Mm-hmm. 
you know mm-hmm. usually those places don't mm-hmm. but it, it 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 also happened that there's there, 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 was, there was a lady who was talking to her trying to take her history mm-hmm. and she was like oh this is this 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 is this is the first time blah 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 <laughs> and then i think they did tests and they're like no you've been pregnant before so the judgment of mm-hmm. you know why you why you why you having um we have an abortion abortion why you, again why you, yeah. again yeah. yeah and it happened that she had a miscarriage she mm. did not know yeah her parents took her to the hospital she just thought she was bleeding mm. because as a result of again assault that had happened over a year ago so the whole time she did not know yeah. and this was actually a second pregnancy yeah so it was through that yeah that it was found out yeah and so part of her sexual identity came out mm-hmm. and the moment she disclosed yeah you know yeah the the receptionist said sorry we cannot work on people like you that's the end of today's episode if you'd like to reach us you could always contact us on our social media pages that is evolve radio podcast uh, on Facebook and Twitter and we would be glad to get back to you or you could always email us pastorwa@hotmail.com and until next time goodbye <laughs>